Welcome to Badass Body Workers. We are an empowering community of inspirational female body workers who help you overcome the fears, excuses, doubts, blocks, and obstacles in your way so you can create the prosperous business and fulfilling career that you deserve. Join me and my powerhouse colleagues to learn the secrets to success that you never learned in school so that you can thrive rather than just survive in the spa and wellness industry. We appreciate your support by subscribing and pushing play. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have a pretty special guest. He is my first male massage therapist on the show. And of course, a dear friend of mine, uh, his name is Jason. And, and he has been a transformative therapist going on 30 years with 12 years of experience in Sumpalomi, shamanic body work. And he focuses on the mind and body and spirit to enhance mental well-being and connection to the spirit, which I probably totally did not do that any justice, Jason. So uh, welcome. Oh, to you the did show. great. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Tell us a little Thank bit. Uh, tell us a little bit more about, about your background and please elaborate on that intro I, that I did not give justice to at all. Well, I just want to say thank you for having me here, Rebecca. It's an honor to be on your show and to be talking with your audience. My background started in massage, started back in the early 90s, and it started here in Austin, Texas, and I joined a school, and I went through the whole process of becoming a massage therapist, and for the longest time, what I did was a lot of the fix-it work, the deep tissue myofascial release, structurally integrative stuff, rolfing type of work. All the stuff I all that, <laughs> Yeah, all the stuff everybody hates doing, but I enjoyed doing it because I really enjoyed working on the body and helping people. And so I did that for many, many years. And then I fell out of touch with doing massage and did kind of the guy version of Eat, Pray, Love when I traveled around to places like Finland and England. Um, of course, I did a lot of eating and loving. I didn't do much praying. I just did a lot of eating and loving over, you know, over in those places. But when I came back, I decided that, well, I'm going to get back into massage and body work and do it as a full-time career. Because in the beginning, it was all private practice and working at little places. And, and we had not yet started to see the influx of all of the massage therapy establishments, the corporate chains and everything. So I got into that very naively thinking, oh, this will be great. And, and after getting back into the body work for, for the years that I was doing it, I started to feel stagnant and I was looking for continuing education. And I stumbled upon this class called uh, Sacred Lomi. And it took off from there. And that was 12 years ago. And if and I recall, that, the, the first time we spoke, you said uh, about the class that you didn't even want to take that class at first, right? That was like literally the only thing available before renewals. Well, when I was trying to renew my, my credits, my CE credits for the, for the two years, I, I was signed up to take this one week Shiatsu uh, certification course. And it turned out I was the only one who signed up for it. And when I called the person up at the massage school and they said, we're sorry, you're the only one that signed up. So we're going to give you your money back. And I said, well, why don't I throw a, some more money at it and just have your teacher instruct me in private for the week? How about that? And they 
said no. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. So I'm trying to think about what to find and I'm flipping through Massage Magazine and I come across this ad for Sacred Lonely. And it looked interesting. And back in those days, YouTube was just starting to come onto the scene as well as the whole social media thing. So I looked on YouTube and looked up the guy who was teaching it and it looked pretty interesting, but it also was kind of, hmm, what is this stuff? And it kind of triggered some old feelings I had in me because I've had kind of an, a weird background. I didn't grow up in a traditional home. I kind of grew up in kind of this dysfunctional hippie home with a lot of rainbow gatherings and medicine wheel. Yeah, medicine wheel gatherings, that sort of thing. And, and just being real hip deep into all the new age stuff. And so this kind of triggered all of that. But when I went to the workshop, it was a quite a transformative experience. And I stuck with it, assisted them in their workshops, and then broke off and started doing stuff of my own. Became a CE provider, oh God, when was that? Six or so years ago. And have been doing this body work ever since and evolved the process into what I do with it now. Yes. And that's quite the evolution to going from doing mostly like integrative or structural medical massage to, you know, focusing primarily on the more indigenous, like sacred styles of body work. And that must have been, I know we talked about before, like how intimidating it can be to take a new class completely out of your comfort zone. Like, how were you feeling when you, you took the class? Were you like totally out of your element? And like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, yeah, tell, tell I, us a little bit about, about that experience. Cause I know um, students are probably going to wonder like what to expect whenever they walk into a Lomi class. Well, they have a certain idea of what they're going to walk into, but they don't really have an idea. And when they do, it's kind of like, whoa. And for me, it was, I already knew that there was a correlation between mind, body, and everybody's perception of spirit when it comes to working on the body, because we're not just working on tissue, we're, we're working on a nervous system, we're working on an emotional body, we're working on a brain. And, and then bringing kind of that spiritual focus into it, that ritual and ceremonial focus into it, I had not really I was already experienced in doing stuff like that, but I had repressed it way down for, and I put in place of it career and doing oh, all the I physical feel stuff. So hard on that, Jason. So yeah. hard suppressing like your natural abilities. Yeah, I suppressed it down because, oh, I'm going to be this career person and I can't, I don't want to deal with all that other new age shit. And I, you know, so I want to be scientific and evidence based and we're going to just really go in. And that actually was a big help in evolving this process to what it is now with me. But when I first got into the workshop, it was very frustrating because as therapists, I feel like we get into this box of conformity where we just do the same thing over and over again, because we're in a situation where we're seeing so many people at once we have very little time to connect with people. So we just go through and do a routine and we just get very used to that routine. And when we get into a, a learning space where we're starting to learn something new, it can be very frustrating because we're getting out of our box of conformity. And my box of conformity was had a stick of dynamite planted in it and blew the hell up when I was in this workshop. And I got very frustrated 
it's almost like I was shaking. I was so frustrated because it's like, what, what, what? And the people in the workshop who were facilitating it and teaching it saw this right away. And instead of throwing me out the door, they said, get on the table. We're going to demonstrate this work to the class. And I had three people working on me all at once, the assistants and the teacher himself. And in that space of five to 10 minutes of them working on me, everything was just wiped away. And the waterworks came. I was just crying. Oh my God, it's so beautiful and everything. And it, and I was awakened to a level of bodywork and touch that I, I think I had always known that that type of bodywork and that type of emotional experience and that type of cathartic spiritual experience was there, even in the deep tissue and the structural work. But it was just so far removed from me. And they kind of reawakened that within me. And, and then the whole workshop, the whole rest of the time was a breeze, but they helped me kind of get back up off the ground. It was almost like I was this fledgling little bird and they helped me get wings. I mean, I know that's kind of a little romantic and grandiose, but it, it, it really just was that kind of experience for me. And that's what hooked me. And that's what opened me up to the possibilities of what body work can really be for people. Yes, I kind of had a similar experience whenever I learned cupping and I had learned it from a Chinese acupuncturist. Uh, my my uh, my teacher in massage school, his son was an acupuncturist. So he mentored me and then I learned from the shaman in, uh, in the Yucatan Peninsula. And then also I got to learn it in Turkey. And then another mentor of mine is a Japanese-based acupuncturist from Canada. And it's like, wow. I got all these different experiences and that's kind of what hooked me as well. You know, is, is that like you're, this just, it, it made everything click for me. Yeah. And it's great to have that type of realizations. It's like, it's almost like you're learning all this external stuff, but it is awakening all these internal gifts within you that you already knew that you had. And you're just utilizing these things as, as facilitating guides to help guide you on the pathway to becoming who you are as a facilitator and a healer. And Hawaiian Temple Bodywork really just catapulted me into that because it, it was a cultural practice, it was a spiritual practice, it was a ceremonial ritual practice is how I was taught it. And there was this really deep sense of community and family within the work and in the touch. And that is what kind of crossed me over into doing this as a shamanic type of process to help people with mental trauma and physical trauma. And at the same time, giving them a certain sense of spirituality and, and harmony within themselves as well. So let's, let's back up a little bit for people who may not exactly know what Lomi is or temple body work or the word shamanic because the first thing that most people are going to think is oh let's let's go to the rainforest and do peyote which hey I'm down <laughs> you know but that's typically what comes to mind when people think of a word like that so let's have you elaborate a little bit more on you know sh shamanism and and lomi and the different styles like so people can get a clear concept or an abstract <laughs> concept of of what it is Sure. Well, let's start with Lomi first, since we're kind of talking about that. So Lomi Lomi is essentially means to massage or to rub or to knead. 
when it is said twice, lomi lomi, in the Hawaiian way, it denotes the emphasis of what that is, and it turns it into kind of the, uh, I guess, the uh, cultural family practice of what it of what it originally is, and it was kind of a family affair. And on a real basic level, Lomi is just massage, just like any other massage from the different regions of the planet. Like we have Swedish, we have deep tissue, we have all of this stuff. Hawaiians have their style of massage and that's Lomi Lomi. It becomes a cultural practice because it's a family affair and it involves basically the same things as what massage was designed to do to help you recover from injury, to help you feel less fatigued, to improve circulation, to improve your overall well-being. But the Hawaiians kind of took this process of body work and turned it into kind of a ritual, ceremonial, cultural practice where the energetics and the spirituality comes in. And so, so there's a process from generations. Yeah, it's not necessarily something that's written down. It's something that was passed down from Ohana, which is means family from the Ohana. And it was created by the spiritual people of Hawaii, the kahunas, which you could guess, I guess you could liken that to a shaman. But I think of a kahuna as more of a person um, in the tribe elder. that was, a, yeah, that's a medicine person that has uh, a knowledge in a lot of different things like like herbs and how to uh, heal set bones and whatnot. Because, I mean, when you're living in a paradise like Hawaii, paradise comes with a price. And there are things out there that can kill you. You know, the sharks can get you. You can slip and fall off a cliff. You can, you know, drown. I mean, all of this sort of stuff. So when you're living in paradise, you have to kind of be very mindful of your surroundings. So when you hurt yourself or you get sick, you have the kahuna that uh, comes in and helps you. And helps you to heal your body but it wasn't just the kahuna that did lomi lomi the whole family did it it's like a yeah, hard day of work you come home there's your kid hey step on my back walk on my back but do lomi lomi so it became a family affair so there's this real family sense with the work and how i learned it was i learned it from a lineage of a of a hawaiian native hawaiian his name was uh abraham kawaii and he took this work and turned it into kind of a shamanic ritualistic uh, process by where you were, you were aligning yourself with the environment around you and you were connecting yourself with your mind, your body and your heart, your spirit and learning how to have a better relationship through ritual with the world around you. And that's essentially what it is. Lomi Lomi is a ritual. It's a ceremony, of course. But I, I feel, and this is just my perspective, that Lomi is, or, or that massage is a ritual and a ceremony. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily feel like that. It feels like more of a routine. But it can be made into this grand experience by where you come into this room and you feel like you're in this heiau, which is a temple. And, and we kind of have that with our private practices. And when we set up our practices in a massage establishment where we have the salt lamps and we have the candles going and maybe we have some incense or some aromatherapy being diffused out and we've got some nice music in the background, we create this whole space and environment for this person to come on, to get on the table and to receive the work that we're giving. 
and it becomes this almost this ritual process. But why take it, you know, take it a little bit further, turn it into a practice that can really truly help somebody not only just with their body, but with their with their mind, with their mental process and how that relates to their physical one. And I believe that's what Kahu Abraham originally intended this particular style of Lomi to do was to help people who were who were in in a lot of ways maybe mentally fractured and 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 it helped them to realign themselves to become pono the hawaiians say that word pono means to be in alignment with yourself so that's that's essentially in in my view and my experience of what lomi is and how i understand it but there's a lot of lomi out there there's a lot of different lineages and different styles from different ohana and different family it can be just as simple as doing a massage while you're sitting up it can be used with feet with uh with uh bars and uh, sticks and stones and all sorts of things i mean it it, it encompasses a lot but this particular type of system of bodywork, Hawaiian temple bodywork was uh, was derived more into how this is as a cultural practice with with ritual, with prayer, they call that pule, and and then just the techniques too. So I'll stop there. I do love the cultural immersion of it. That's what is one of the things that draws me. And you know, as a disclaimer, I am taking his class. Uh, it's in it's in June or July. I think it's in June, right? It's in June. Okay, my calendar's like all over the place, but I swear to God, it's in my calendar. But that's one reason, you know, I chose to sign up for his Lomi class too, is because I want the the more cultural experience. I don't want to just focus on anatomy. Like I really want to get out of my uh, my over analytical thinking and just more in tune with my intuition and that sort of um, just you know the, well, the let- intuitive touch, like getting more in touch with the spirit and the mind and not so much just you know fucking up my shoulder doing deep tissue on people who want to be bulldozed all day right right and let's just talk about that for just a second about taking this class and getting the cultural perspective i can only bring so much excuse me of the cultural perspective (laughs) to to the to the um to the workshop because i'm non-hawaiian I have a deep rooted passion for this work and I love it so much. And I, and I do the best that I can to bring a little bit of that cultural perspective, being a non-Hawaiian, bringing in Pule, bringing in Oli, chant. Um, I've had a, a few teachers over the years and two of them are Hawaiian and then the other two are not. So when I do this work, I don't do it from the standpoint of I'm this big kahuna and I know everything about Hawaiian stuff. I know about Lomi, and I know about that process, and I know a lot about what goes into it as a cultural practice from the standpoint of prayer and oli and chant and aloha spirit. But I really feel like if people really want to learn this from, really get a deep cultural you know, sense of this work, you know, you've got to go over to Hawaii, study with a Native Hawaiian, but Right. Same thing with like Thai and as Thai massage as well. But Jason, you were part of the domino effect. Like you were able to experience this. And because of you and your choice to take a class like this, people like me who may not be able to swing going off to the big islands, like this is just such a great domino effect for people to learn from. So I do, I love that you, you know, gave homage to 
to that because that's it's true like it's a very indigenous thing and it's originated in hawaii um, and we're not in hawaii we're in texas and louisiana right now right so we right. have to work and with I, what we can right and and sometimes one thing that i've learned over the years when it comes to indigenous practice but any type of spiritual practice and i've talked with elders from native american first nation peoples all the way up to buddhist thai buddhists to you know a lot, a lot of even catholic uh, priests you know real diehard catholic priests and and all of these people all of these elders and all of these spiritual people uh, they've always told me that 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 blood is very important and genetics are very important and it's very important in especially with indigenous people when it comes to the spirit and the heart of this work it transcends blood and becomes more about heart than it does about blood and so we kind of transcend the blood into the heart work by where people can see the authenticity of what you do and feel it just by your presence how you how you put yourself out there and 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 the love at which you put forth so I don't make any outlandish claims. I'm not a kahuna. I don't have a Hawaiian name. I'm Jason Bratcher. I'm a facilitator. If uh, if anything, uh, to the Hawaiian people, I might be considered a kumu, which would be a teacher, or a kapo'e, lomi lomi, which means a massage person. Yes. But um, but I try to honor the, the I try to honor the kupuna, the ancestors, with with this work by bringing some of that element in it, and I was taught that so. So I'm going to, and I was told to do it. So I'm, I'm doing what I'm told in this, in this instance. And that's all we can do. Like, honestly, we only know what we're exposed to. And I was only able to learn so much whenever I was in the Yucatan Peninsula, like from the Mayan people that I met there. And it's just, you have to, you take all these little elements from what you do and you kind of like put them together into what really makes us specialist body workers. Cause I'm so sick of this like cookie cutter routine bullshit that people are doing because they're giving like 50% or less of their effort. And you can tell they're just mindlessly going through a routine to make their next 20 to $30. You know, they're not putting a lot of uh, intuitive like touch or as you described it, when I first asked you about Lomi, you had said it's, it's touching people like family. You yeah, know, and it yeah. has that that vibe and that healing aspect and I was like whoa like I don't feel that a lot in a lot of massages because I just personally feel like especially if I tell people I have a connective tissue disorder all of a sudden they're like okay I need to fix her and it's like no I don't want to be that type of fixed <laughs> I just want to mm-hmm. like lay here and like I just want chi flow and to nap and to feel good right. in in Lomi we see everybody that gets on our table as a beloved member of our family and I say beloved because let's face it they're family members we want to strangle <laughs> right. and 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 we also see that person as a child Kamalani child and our touch is rooted in that so it's the touch of family I had a, a friend of mine from years back uh, who who had studied Lomi and they told me and I always resonated with this that that in Lomi and we kind of get into the dynamics of sensuality and sexuality and all this stuff because you know we you know, we just have to kind of deal with that sometimes because it's because There's, of viral TikTok videos. Let's be real, right? Like, right, come on, right. all those Instagram videos—that's right, not low me, right. anyways. Right. Well, and and so what they said was is that. When it comes to the the type of touch in Lomi, there's a difference between giving your lover a bath and giving your child a bath. 
and Lomi is giving your child a bath. So that's the attitude that you go into it with. So we kind of remove some of that agenda and that dynamic and we give it, you know, it's like when I'm contacting you in the Lomi way and now just anyway, whenever I'm working on somebody, it's the touch of family. So, so it's like a beloved brother or father or mother or grandmother touching you. And there's a big emphasis on on your own ancestral DNA and your genetics that go way back to the very first creation of you that stands behind you, that works through you to contact that person that's on the table to help them to realign. And I found that you could do that with the structural work too, that you could do that while you, with some of the deeper, you know, less comfortable type of massage sessions. And I found that I was generating less pain for people, that it became more of a sensation for them instead of pain because I wasn't, because I had a different approach, because I was mindful of their nervous system. I was mindful of the fact that they're an emotional body and the touch reflected that. And that's what Lomi taught me. And that's how I approach it now. So when people go into the workshop, one of the things I really like about the workshop space, especially with Lomi, is that it really does help to kind of rekindle those fires of how, of why you became a healer to begin with and why you became a massage therapist and got into this business. Because it's like, it's hard. It's tough. And like what you said, where you're kind of doing this routine and doing the same shit over and over again, and you kind of start to lose, lose yourself in that. And you get burnt out and you get fatigued because you're being overworked and underpaid. You're working for this corporate place because that's where you feel you have to go to make money. You're chasing the tips, you're chasing this, and you're, and then all of a sudden, five years down the road, you quit and you do something else. And then people come into this workshop space where it's more experiential, it's more circle culture oriented, it's more didactic, where I am talking and showing and demonstrating and taking you through these techniques to kind of build up your own internal energy. And, and those fires are rekindled and you have this sense of purpose again. And maybe you have a different perspective now when you go into those places, or maybe you finally realize that working for all that corporate bullshit really isn't uh, serving you very well. And you become a private therapist, become your own boss, you know, whatever the inspiration is, it, it starts to really come out of you. And that's what it did for me. So in the workshops, I, I don't really talk about that much in the workshops. It's just about a feeling and a presence in, in those workshops. And, and I like to bring it back to ritual because a, a lot of people don't really experience massage in that way. You know, not many, I mean, people know that Lomi is out there and there are different styles of it, but a lot of people out there just don't go into a massage session experiencing massage as a ritual or as some sort of shamanic process. And, um, and I think that can be very powerful for people to experience it in that way, to feel like, wow, I'm being totally honored on this table. The focus is with me. There's nobody else in the universe except me and the person working on me for this two hours that I'm being worked on sometimes longer. You know, it really does help you come back to yourself. Sign and, me up two hours. I am in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We'll do it. We'll do it. Oh, wait, I have to do it. <laughs> talk about receiving it. But, uh, but I would like to actually talk a little bit more about your workshop and like what students, um, 
can learn, like, obviously we touched on some of it already, like the mindfulness and, you know, the circle culture and, you know, the energy of like family and, and everything. So whenever people are hopefully signing up for your class with me in June, um, what all can we expect as like a group of badass body workers taking this amazing women class with you in the heart of Austin, Texas? <laughs> oh, well, you're going to learn techniques and you're going to learn how to design a session, a Lomi session. The whole workshop I'll is just kind say of centered how around I... that. I love how you just said like design a session, like you're walking into something like, wow, like I get to like custom make this, you know, like design. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. I love that. It reminds me how our friend Elise says she's a massage artist instead of a therapist. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to like shout that out. That's amazing. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that resonates with you. It really does resonate with me because that brings it back to the whole process of ritual when you're just when I think about these old shamans and with Joshua Khan medicine people and, and when they were going through their process with how to help the tribe and, and how to help heal people and, and how they were sitting there by themselves or even talking with the chief and talking about, oh God, how do I help this person? How do I design a session around helping clear some negativity out of this person? Or because back then it was all about spirituality to a degree, but there was a practical application to it as well. So it's not all in the pink cloud. It's not all woo-woo and frou-frou. There's a practical application to this. So when you come into this workshop, you learn session design. And also you're learning the techniques. You're learning the techniques and how to work on the person on the table and not be so fixed in your position. You're, you're moving more, there's more flow, there's long flowing strokes, there's minimal draping, but we talk about that. We talk about how to drape somebody in a, in a, in a mindful way so that they're not feeling like they're exposed, but they are still open. Uh, because in Lomi, we don't have as many restrictions with the coverings and everything, but you have to adapt to people's boundaries. And we talk about that. And we basically just talk about, we, and we go through the process of, of learning these techniques, um, learning how to move your technique structure or focus into your forearms instead of your hands. Your hands are there to embrace, but when you're focusing on working on that body, you're using your forearms and being very present with that. And, uh, and then there's working yourself. Kahu Abraham, when he was teaching this stuff, um, had this process which he called ho'omanamana, which mana means like energy, cultivating of the energy. And so what that means is, is that you're going to do some work. You're going to learn some movement. We're going to do some yoga in the morning. We do some movement. Um, the, the movement that is the essence of this work called ka'alele means flying. And then maybe some heart building exercises and then just learning how to, and doing this work in tandem. That's the big thing. Not a lot of people really experience four-handed massage or four forearmed massage tandem so we break into groups of three and you kind of have your pod and you get really connected in with those people so you develop safety and trust because you have to have that in order for this 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 system to work if you don't feel trusting of the person that's working on you you don't feel safe it's not going to work it's going to be a terrible experience for you so we build that trust in these workshops and you learn how to do it in tandem it becomes powerful for people not a lot of people get that kind of work because it's kind of expensive. I mean, we can talk about price points later on, but I'm just telling you, this is what we're doing in the workshop. And so the music is more dynamic, more shamanic, more upbeat. 
Um, some people kind of likened Lomi and receiving it to more of a sports massage, mainly because it's a little bit more dynamic, but it has different varying speeds and different varies, varies of pressure. Like at one moment, you're the slow lava flow going over the body. And then the next minute, you're the tidal wave. Boom. And then you go and you go back down to just real gentle, slow touch, contacting the body in that mindful way, being very present when you're doing it. So that that's the workshop. I'm relaxed just thinking about it. What if yeah. your student just like fall asleep? <laughs> you have to wake yeah. back up. That's the worst. <laughs> you know, Lomi is really fun to watch. I mean, back in the day when you're doing demonstrations for just regular massage, it can be really boring. It's like sitting there watching paint dry. Nobody wants to watch a, a massage being happening. But but yes, I find that us, demo. Tell us a story if, if you're okay with it. Well, I've, 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 I've done demonstrations of Lomi in the in the distant past when I first started getting into it and I was doing demonstrations and people were just like wide eyed because they thought, oh, I'm going to go to a demonstration. I'm going to watch somebody do some techniques and massage and it's going to be boring and it's going to, you know, you know, it's like watching paint dry. I mean, in, in massage school, it was like that. It's like, okay, we're going to demonstrate this stuff. And you're sitting here and you're just yawning. You're about to fall asleep. Well, Lomi really captivates your eye because of how you're moving around the table. And especially when you see two people working on one body and then the music's a little bit more upbeat. And there's just kind of this ritual feel, but, it, but it's this community feel. And then you get the audience in on it by teaching them a little bit of flying. You get them in, you know, and that was... What I used to do in the past to kind of get sign up was to do um, was to do uh, demonstrations, but I don't do those very much anymore because everything now is online. You can see it online now, and back in those days, you didn't see much of it online, and now you can see video demonstrations of it. But there's something to be said for coming to a place and feeling like it's a community event, a family event, an Ohana event, and seeing that and and it's and it's kind of fun to watch. It's like, wow, you're watching a ritual. It, yeah. So I love that. And that's definitely another reason why I'm so excited to take the class too, is because I've been meaning to add like more rituals to my life and just being mindful, like even before starting a session, just having that, you know, this those good intentions and just that awareness and that mindfulness and just completely taking myself out of my stresses and focusing on the client. Yeah. And I know that I already have a lot of natural abilities to do all this because of all my studies with them. Actually, we were, Jason and I were talking off air a week ago. And whenever we were talking, I was like, holy shit, I just had a realization, like everything that I've always learned has always been some sort of indigenous or Eastern based modality or handed down, you know, by generations through family, like between the cupping and like all the Mayans um, culture that I'm interested in, like between, you know, taking Fijian massage and then the Japanese Amo massage course a couple of weeks ago, it's like, whoa. And now Lomi, I'm, I'm really getting into like, this is my niche. This is, this is like, indigenous like plant medicine healing and it's definitely the direction that I am wanting to go on and it's it's beautiful that, that our conversation a couple of weeks ago just made me have that like I always knew it but it just it just clicked and whenever something clicks like you said it's like whoa it just puts everything together it just all it all makes sense now all of it makes and, sense from childhood everything it's crazy and, and and you bring up an interesting point about seeking this stuff out 
And my question to you is, and, and my question to the audience is, is, why do we seek these things out? I mean, we're basically, our heritage is, I mean, my heritage is German, Scotch-Irish, Cherokee Indian, and I don't really have a sense of myself in my identity from a spiritual or a cultural way because I'm, I'm growing up here in America. I'm growing up in this kind of urban environment where it's all about work. I'm not necessarily a religious person. I kind of like to think of myself as a spiritual atheist in a lot of ways where I don't really buy into an anthropomorphized version of what God and source is, but I feel very a very spiritual, deep-rooted feeling, spiritual connection to land and to peoples that have this sense of identity. And we, we, we seek out these things because we want to better our lives. We want to bring more meaning and purpose to our lives because we feel like we're kind of stagnant. And that's even more so when we are walking this path of a healing path of an alternative healing path with massage and with all the different modalities that are out there. It becomes this. It becomes this big salad bar of spirituality that we go and we pick out and we create this wonderful salad, and 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 it's different every single time, and 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 I think that's what we do to give meaning to our lives and also to bring out those gifts of us wanting to help and serve community, which which to me that's what the ritual and the ceremony and the shamanic practice is. It is service to community and and helping facilitate for people and being a part of that family and even that global family and that universal family. And we do it as, as honorably as we possibly can without having to offend. Um, we do it with a sense of love and connection with, with those people because we because we we admire that part of them because it's because we don't really feel that within us so we fill those gaps and uh, and and we become who we are we become who we are um, but we also realize that it was within us all all along and and it just took those 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 inspirations and those other folks that had that better sense of their cultural identity and themselves to help bring that out within us and that's how we create connection. And that's how we feel that we are connected to this whole global community. And for us as healers, for us as practitioners of healing work, any type of healing work, doesn't have to be shamanic. It could be something complete, you know, it could be with chiropractors, it could be with doctors, anything. We feel connected to people because we are helping people. And that's what it's about, in my opinion. That's what it's about. Yes. And speaking of family and community, am, am I allowed to ask you to talk about your book that you're writing or do I have to edit that out? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah, I'm, I have been painstakingly writing a book about, I guess, at this point, it's a book about shamanic and ritual presence and body work and kind of a how to. So there's a lot of philosophical stuff contained within it, but I'm getting to the point in the book where um, where I'm getting to the how-to, but I want there to be a unifying, galvanizing bridge between the right side of our brain and the left side of our brain. And what I mean by that is I want there to be no more polarizations between the science and the practical application 
and the spirituality. I want those two things to kind of mesh together. I don't want to necessarily have to explain things. I don't want to explain the mystery because you can't. But I want to at least take these ritual practices and bring them down to a level of practicality so that it can be a bridge crossing between somebody who might feel a little bit more analytical and not so spiritually focused and somebody who is all spirit but has no idea about the body and how it works from an anatomical physiological perspective. My book is kind of more is going to more focused on um, the mental aspect because I use this work now to help people who are suffering from trauma. I use this work as an adjunct support system for people who are seeking out therapy for uh, their mental trauma and physical trauma, who are seeking out psychotherapy. Um, I worked with a couple of them who have sent me their clients to receive this work when they feel that they're ready to receive it. So it's kind of a bridge crossing. But I try to kind of explain about ritual and I try to kind of explain in my own way about what I feel shamanism is and um so yeah that's kind of what i'm doing i'm kind of writing that that process down and uh so i go into a little bit of detail about my past and my life and what and what happened to me as a child and how it brought me to this moment and then the rest of it is just i don't know kind of a how-to it's like it's a different perspective maybe to kind of look at it and for those who are in body work and who have been doing it for a long time and want to cross over into maybe helping people with mental stuff, but don't necessarily want to be a psychotherapist. In fact, they can just be a support system for the psychotherapy that they're already getting, you know, because we're not treating or diagnosing. What we're doing is we're helping and we're supporting. I think that's getting... called a life coach now. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's a little bit more than a life coach because I think in this process and I think of doing that, I think that you people have to really be trauma informed and I, and actually I've been I've been seeing a lot of there's a there's a lot of folks that are coming out at offering workshops about you know be a therapist and be trauma informed and learning about trauma and learning what that is and I think that's a really great idea um, I don't think it can be categorized into one particular box it's not a one size fits all type of thing because trauma is different to different people and if we're working in that scope, we have to really know about some things. We can't just be all spiritual in the clouds with it. We really need to know what trauma looks like, how that works with somebody, how that manifests in their body and how their body feels. And, um, and then mix in that, that, to me, that's the practical application of the, of the shamanic body work, where, where by where you have a good foundation in in anatomy and physiology and your body and how it works and how your brain and your nervous system works. Because I've always said that as massage therapists, we're not just body workers, we're nervous system therapists because we're tapping right straight into their nervous system with our touch. And that can be very powerful and it can be used to help people, it can be used to hurt people too, it can be used in a lot of different ways. Hopefully people use it in the not in the way to help people. And that's kind of what the book is, is centering around. I'm super stoked. Do you have a, a goal for the launch date yet? Can we expect it out in any certain time or is it a, a work in progress and it will reveal itself soon? It's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it'll be done when it's done. I, I, I really, <laughs> yeah, 
Well, and and I don't I don't want to just pipe something out. I I want to I want to really work on this and and put out something that I think people are going to really jo- enjoy and gravitate to. Um, I don't love. Wanna, yeah, I don't want and I don't want to bullshit my trip because I'm not perfect. I don't know it all, and I'm I, and I want to do a lot. I'm still doing a lot of research. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I know, and I'm putting that down, but there's a lot of stuff that I don't know, and I'm still in that path of discovery. Right? Isn't that, isn't that what body work and being a human is about, too, is like constantly evolving and being on the path of discovery? Well, some people yeah. are stagnant as fuck, but, you know, <laughs> I'm well, on the path of discovery. You are, too. And this is why I love yeah. having these conversations with you. Yeah, it, I, I think it's great. And I think it's good for, um, I think it's good for women, because I know a good portion of your audience are women. And I get mostly women in my workshop. They, women seem to be more into that, 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 that journey and that path of self-discovery. We men do it too, but we're, I don't know, maybe we, we do it a little bit differently. We're maybe a little bit more emotionally closed off. We have um, to peel have back. Men- <laughs> we have to peel back more onion layers with men, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, well, with women too, but I think I think women are more in touch with their emotional body than than men are, which makes Lomi uh, kind of an easy process for them and could be an emotional process. But I've watched men in the workshops, um, hardened guys that were veterans that 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 were tired of killing and wanted to be a healer and they were tired of being closed off and they come into these workshop spaces and they just broke open and it's beautiful to see That's amazing and the older work yeah it's, it's it's beautiful to see and also and also to kind of restructure in my i mean in my way there's some method to my madness because i want there to be this this safe dynamic between men and women working on each other because let's face it i'm this guy that works primarily on women so I have to be safe. I have to be a safe guy. And not that I have to, it's just I, I, I cultivate that safety so that when I'm working on somebody that they feel safe when I'm working on them. And so, you know, being able to have that safe dynamic. Uh, yes, holding and, space is very, very important in a session for sure. And if we don't do yeah. that, then it's, the session's not gonna do what we intended it to do. If right, right they're existing yeah yeah so i so yeah i think that's that's all great it's just you know unifying that and also teaching a process that helps shift the dynamic of touch and and the intent behind the touch and so that uh, there are no mixed signals so there's clear communication in the touch um, I love this. I'm so excited for your class in June. Obviously we're going to put the link below in the show notes so everyone can uh, click on it and get some more info. Come take a class with me, your favorite. (laughs) I'm actually Uh, really, I'm actually really fun to work on. Um, cause I'm like very easy to identify stuff in my connective tissue. Uh, my hmm. ears like makes it pretty challenging in class, like for people to get, you know, some good, like hands-on experience with somebody with that doesn't have like rock solid, you know, brick wall body tissue, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. So I want to leave our audience with some uh, fun stuff. Uh, okay. What, what, 
is like one like favorite like resource you have for our audience, whether it be like a YouTube channel or a favorite podcast besides mine, of course, uh, like website, any particular CEU class, like what would you like to leave our audience with something to like, if you could say, hey, check this out right now, it'll change your life, do it. Um, that's a good question. I'm, I'm always about that. I always have this analytical brain going on inside my head. So I, so I'm always, yeah. So I'm always, I'm always looking at things that, that can help me understand the natural world world a lot better, kind of getting away from, from the massage thing. So, you know, I'll go on Ted a lot, but I don't know, in my, my opinion, Ted's kind of going downhill a bit, but I I thought you were about to say Tinder, Jason. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like TED I Talks, think, right? Yeah, TED okay. Talks, but 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 the more educational stuff. I mean, kind of some of the stuff in the past, some of the TED Talks I've been seeing nowadays, I haven't really been resonating with, but I really and but some of the TED Talks that that focus more on learning about our natural world. And um, yeah, I like doing that. As far as CE classes. You know, when I was first learning all of this work and I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed Anatomy Trains, Tom Meyer's stuff. I really enjoyed Till Luca, Advanced Myofascial Therapy Trainings. I, I really feel like that stuff is like the gold standard in, in body work. I really do. I really enjoy that. I've learned so much from those guys. And so I, I think that stuff is definitely life-changing stuff. I also feel that um, oncology work too, oncology massage, like Tracy Walton's stuff. She's just a great person and just learning about massage and cancer. I think that's a really wonderful modality to get into. Um, but I really think it's like, it's like what resonates with you? What connects with you? I think that's the most important thing. I mean, those are the things that really connected and resonated with me, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something. I, I was at a meeting once of an entrepreneurs and they, and they were asking me questions like this. Well, what do you like to do for this and that? And I said, you know what, when it's all said and done and I'm not doing workshop and I'm not working on anybody, I am just sitting on my ass, drinking tea, listening to Slayer. <laughs> listening to slayer <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> or 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 you know or some you know death metal from finland or something like that just something just completely opposite of what i'm doing because i while just, drinking just, herbal tea i love it while <laughs> while drinking tea or or watching trash reality tv just mindless just to kind of de just to unplug from all that seriousness from but uh, we all have our guilty and, pleasures <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah, and my guilty pleasures are like The Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise and watching all that oh my God. shit go on so and just fun, watching all that. Yes. So fun fact, you know, uh, I had actually like downloaded a while back. I had downloaded the application for The Bachelorette and I knew that they weren't going to approve me because I mean, look at me. Well, you can't look at me because I'm on a podcast now, but Jason and I are on Zoom. <laughs> He's seen me. I'm super tiny, filled with tattoos. They would never approve me because my type of dates wouldn't be like, let's go into a helicopter ride over the city. Nah, let's go do peyote <laughs> out in the rainforest. 
like, let's go to Ren Fair for a week and get stoned and like dress up like tavern wenches. Like that's my type of day. We should, we should create that. <laughs> we should create hippie bachelorette or a hippie bachelor or, or, right? or something along those lines where, where it, it focuses on that and not just the urban princes and princesses of the world. You know, it's gotta be all of us. I'll tell you another show to watch. If you want some great mindless entertainment, you just want to kind of just decompress, watch swamp people. No, something along those. No, I live. I live in New Orleans. I I live it every day. I don't need to watch it on TV. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or Duck Dynasty. No, just, or Duck Dynasty. Yeah. No, I think it's all about just unplugging from those things and just kind of stepping back from it. You know, the, the, I talk about compassionate disengagement, which was something that uh, which was a, a philosophy that one of my teachers taught taught me you know that I learned from but you just have to sometimes you just have to disengage from all of that and just do something completely opposite and different just to kind of get away from it and decompress and recharge that's why I like doing a lot of the mindless stuff because it just I can just be I can just sit there but yeah you you have to add it to your salad bar spirituality Yeah, I mean, that's that's the French dressing. That's the blue cheese. That's the creamy ranch, you know, the real bad stuff, you know, that makes all that other stuff, you know, digestible and eatable, you know. Man, well, (laughs) on that note, I am now hungry after lunch. But uh, yeah, how can our audience get in touch with you? Uh, I know you're on Facebook and you're actually one of the only dudes that I have in Badass Body Workers. But how can people get in touch with you uh, if they want it to like you know, message you or follow you solo, or are you more on Facebook, Instagram? What's your social media guilty pleasure of choice? So I'm, I'm primarily on Facebook. I don't really have a TikTok or a, or a, or a Twitter type of thing. So, I mean, my website is Austin Lomi Lomi I have a uh, Austin Lomi Lomi Body Works on Facebook. And then of course, just my regular Facebook handle is Jason Bratcher, Jason.bratcher1. And yeah, you can just connect with me that way. I mean, I've got my email, my Gmail, Austin Lomi, Lomi at gmail.com. I've got my, my cell phone number. Um, connect and connect with me, text me anytime, send me an email, go onto the website, see all that stuff that I put on there. Um, I usually advertise my workshops on social media on the, uh, on the Facebook pages. Um, I'm, I run a few of those. I help run a few of those uh, massage therapist Facebook pages, uh, Texas massage therapist, Austin massage therapist, continuing education for massage therapists. I think there's one that we we created a while back called Worldwide Massage Therapy Collective or something like and all, that. Jason owns all the massage groups, y'all. <laughs> I own, yeah, I own them all. I own them all. No, I just help moderate. I, I'm an administrator of some of them, but I help I help run them and everything. So, yeah, that I. I'm pretty much on social media, but if you're, but if you're ever in town and I'm mobile with my practice right now, so I kind of go to people's homes to set up, to do this work. And um, so that's, that's how I'm doing my stuff right now. Uh, you know, 2020 and the pandemic just kind of derailed a lot of stuff with therapists. And I was one of those people got churned up in the blender. So same, same. mobile now, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mobile therapist. Awesome. I yeah. And, and that could be fun. It, sometimes it's not, but but most of the time it is. I mean, I'm I'm a solely private therapist now. I don't work for anybody other than myself. So I kind of retired from that a while back. So 
And if anyone wanted to actually hang out with us in person, we have a little group of people that get together for Ren Fair. So that will be fun if you're a super Renny nerd like we are. But oh, yeah. Ren Fest. Yeah, that was yes. great. Yeah, that was so much fun. I, I definitely want to get like a whole like section of the campground together and massage therapist. That would be so much fun or something yeah, you... nightmare. <laughs> I guess it depends on. Who no, you, are. you do. <laughs> It's great. It's better that way. You get a whole group of people and you chip in, you buy a ton of tiki torches and you just set up your perimeter and you light them all and you just have everything in there and you're in the trees and hopefully you're not next to a, you know, a big rave studio stage, but whatever. I mean, everybody's out there partying, so whatever. And then you just, yeah. And then you just dress up in fantasy and go in and from, from Lomi Lomi to Renaissance real fast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all great. Yeah. Yeah. Love well, doing it. well, folks, I think that's what we have for you today. And uh, I know we dropped a lot of the Facebook groups down in the uh, in the conversation. So I'm going to put them in the show notes as well, along with everything else that we talked about. But until then, I hope everyone has an abundant day. And don't forget to hold space for people and have some gratitude. Absolutely. And, uh, and oh, and one more thing. Yes. Next workshop. Next workshop, June uh, 17th through the 19th. Yep. June 17th through the 19th, Austin, Texas at the Lauderstein Conway Massage School in Clay. With Rebecca. Awesome. With Rebecca. With Rebecca, yeah. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to... I can't wait to get a whole group of people together for this. I've already been emailing people. So awesome. So we'll put the links below. But folks, y'all have a wonderful and abundant day. Okay, badasses, that's what I have for you today. If you have any other tips or tricks or ideas, please be sure to send them over to me at badassbodyworkers at gmail.com or send me a voice memo on Facebook.